Before we begin today's show, we'll talk a lot about basketball's return plan, but of course, many other sports are trying to figure it out themselves, including baseball. On Wednesday, players reported back to spring training 2.0, or summer camp as they're calling it. And on Wednesday's ESPN Daily, Major League Baseball reporter Jesse Rogers talks to Mina Kimes all about that return and what fans can expect once the season gets going later this month. That's ESPN Daily, and you can subscribe and download it wherever you get your podcasts. And while you're there, leave the Hoop Collective a review. We'd love to hear from you. Hello and welcome to the Hoop Collective podcast. We talk about the NBA We're doing that here on Wednesday night, recording this with Jackie McMullen in Boston. Or are you in New Hampshire, Jackie? I'm in Boston. I'm hoping to go to New Hampshire very, very, very soon. Right. Where I will quarantine and be safe. Okay. Yes. Jackie, I think think the plan is you will not be with us next week because you will be enjoying a little R&R, hopefully. Um, Right. And joining us from Dallas, Texas, uh, and uh, went to... Went to high school. Did you go to high school in New Hampshire? You went to high school in Maine. In Maine. Maine is Ben McMahon, currently banned Howdy. from much of New England. Um, no, I'm welcome in New England. Oh, okay, good. That's good. Left on good terms. So, um, a lot of uh, teams started speaking to the media uh, in the last two days, and it's even though it's all been a lot of it's been a virus and bubble related, at least we've had some semblance of, of starting to focus on basketball. The teams are going to start leaving um, a week from today. So our Wednesday was when we're doing this. So next Wednesday teams are going to start flying to Orlando. So we are really getting close now. Um, but I have to say that one of the things that is kind of got my eyebrow up, is what's going on in Indiana with Victor Oladipo. Uh, um, So Oladipo spoke with the media on Wednesday where he explained that he's, um, you know, still on the fence about going to Orlando, which, you know, a lot of guys are um, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a heavy commitment, but Oladipo has sort of talked sort of strangely a little bit about in my view, um, he said that, you know, and I, I'm sort of summarizing here cause he, he had some long quotes. He says, you know, they think I'm in, I'm in good shape, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm still recovering from my injury and, and I'm a little bit worried about getting hurt. And I was like, they, I mean, is that, is he referring to the, to the Pacers? Um, you know, that was a little interesting to me. And also, uh, Kevin Pritchard, the team president, um, spoke uh, this week, and and he said that he's never seen he hasn't seen Old Depot look better since his injury. He looks as as good as he has since the injury, while admitting they're not playing you know full basketball yet. Um, but that was Jackie. That was the Old Depot thing. Should, maybe it's just him worried about another injury, but something's going on there. My Doppler is up on what's going on there. Well, see, I, I guess I'm not as bothered by it as you. And, uh, and to because this is, I talked to somebody today. We were we were talking about the whole asterisk thing, you know. And and this guy said to me, "Well, it's not an asterisk because it's a completely different season." It's that's what he was looking at it. So, in other words, like 
whatever happens um, in these in this bubble, it's it's not 2019 as far as he's concerned. It's like its own mini 2020 season. So if I look at it that way, uh, Oladipo wasn't back that long, and he was still working his way back in. And think about Steph Curry. I was told unequivocally by people at Golden State that if if they came if you know. Golden State came back. They weren't going to let Steph Curry set yeah, foot on the floor. That's apples to oranges because the Warriors were eliminated from the playoffs already. Okay, but 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 it's not because you're not supposed to worry about that, Brian. You're supposed to be worried about, first and foremost, the health and future health of your player. And the reason they were worried about Steph Curry is because they didn't feel he had played enough to come back. So Oladipo, I, I don't have it in front of me. Can someone tell me how many games he played? I it think wasn't, he, played, he played about 14, and, and he looked yeah. – he did not look good in most. No, of them. He, he did not. You know. So if I'm Victor Oladipo, I'm doing, games. I'm doing the exact same thing. And if I'm the Pacers, I'm not even worried that he's doing this. Well, that's what they've said. They, but, they're but, not pressuring but, but, him. But. Yeah, and Brian, the thing is, you you can't even look at it from a, a physical standpoint. You have to look at it from a mental standpoint. We've heard this over and over again from players who have had serious injuries, how long it takes to recover mentally. It's almost twice as long as it takes to recover physically. So if you're not feeling confident mentally, then how are you possibly going to perform to the highest of your ability physically? And then add the fact that you've had a long layoff. And by the way, so has everybody else. It's to me, it's a, it's a, Blinking, blinking, blinking red light. And if I were Victor Oladipo, I wouldn't play either. How's well, so that? Let, let me read the exact quote now that I have it in front of me. They're sure I feel better. As in, they are sure I feel better. But at the same time, we've had extensive period of time off. And to go back and ramp things up again, I'm susceptible to injury more than anyone. He is. Um, I mean, he's 17 months off the injury. I don't care. Listen, I was around to watch Gordon Hayward all last year. And there was nothing physically wrong with him except for a little tweak here, a little tweak there, which I guarantee you is the same that's true with Victor Oladipo. Because anyone who has a catastrophic injury like that does not come back completely the same. Sorry, just doesn't happen. And even as you're working through your rehab, things happen. And I watched Gordon Hayward, and he tried, and he, but mentally, he, it took him a really long time to get over the hurdle. Some would argue he still hasn't. I think he has. And, and Paul George, it wasn't as obvious, but the same thing. And I think that's what's at work here. And I don't blame Victor Oladipo okay. one bit. I don't. I, okay. Okay. Then let me read Pritchard's quote. I don't think I've seen him in better shape than I've seen him today in a long time. I think he's taking his time to staircase himself up physically and mentally. I've been impressed from what I've seen out of him. Um, all I'm going to ask is this. I, I it is not my leg. I have no clue how Victor's feeling. Everything that you're saying, Jackie, is square. I totally believe it. I'm not debating any of it. If you're the Indiana Pacers, do you offer Victor Oladipo a contract extension this offseason? Yes, I, I do. No, I do. Absolutely not. I do. It's a, wow. it's, a small, it's a small market team that can't draw major stars. We've seen it over and over again. Paul George blew his way out of there. If Victor Oladipo needs some time to get back to where he was, I'm giving him that time knowing I'm not going to be able to attract a premier free agent. How, how can you Okay, he's got a year well, left. Well, you didn't on his we, we didn't talk about how much I'm going to offer him, by the way. I may point that out. 
okay, if you want a low ball, but man, you can't offer like first of all, he's got a year left on his contract. It's not like it's a use him or, or, or sign him or lose him right. situation right now. You will still have bird rights after next season. I'm not yeah, offering but, Victor yeah, but deep, uh-uh, I'm not offering him a if contract. If you don't extend him, you know, you're you're pretty much if you're not offering him extension, you're pretty much admitting that's it. No, you're not. Not under these circumstances. Vic, we love you. You're concerned about your health, and you know what? We have similar concerns. We definitely want to keep you, but you know, let's go into next season and see how things go. Or well, let's or let's do a Joel Allen Bead contract, heavy on incentives that all have to do with playing time and play and ability to play. I'm just telling you, it's a different. This is not a big market team. You guys name the last big free agent that willingly went to play for the Indiana Pacers. Go David ahead. We- David West, but it was like he was had yeah. coming off of Achilles. I mean, okay. And I love David West, but I rest my case and I love yeah. David West. One of the toughest guys. I, he was a great, and I, everybody wanted David West on their team. In fact, the Celtics that year were very disappointed because they thought he was coming with to them. But David West, with all due respect, and I just told you I, I, how much I do respect David West, he's not a major free agent, Brian. Right, but the worst thing a small market team can do is pay a guy just because they can, and I, especially when he's coming off major injury. And look, I'm not saying uh, it's, it's a different situation, but the Grizzlies threw a max contract at Tanner Parsons because they'd never gotten a big-name free agent he was willing to sign the da, da, da. His knees were shot. If Oladipo was shot, and he's had a better career than Parsons to that point, so it's not a perfect comparison. But my point is, a small market team paying big money for a guy who, who might be physically damaged to the point where he'll never be what he's been before. Do we have evidence of that? Do we have evidence of that? No, no we, we don't. Okay. But we've got reason for concern. I, I, I don't... I, I, I'm just... There's something off here because he's either not healthy after 17 months or he thinks one thing and the team thinks another. Well, how about this? How about the idea that he want, you want me to come back and play in Orlando? How about if you extend me? Why don't, why don't you promise me you'll extend me and then I'll come back? I don't know if this happened. This is pure. Well, here's your thing about, here's your thing about the, here's your thing about the Pacers in two years. They have Malcolm Brogdon on their books for 22 million, Miles Turner on their books for 18, Demata Sabonis on their books for 18.5, and TJ Warren on their books for 13. They have the 29th highest payroll right now. They're not. They're never going to be in the top 17. <laughs> you know, they're just. That's just the way they they operate. I find it doubtful that all of those guys are going to stay on the roster. Some people believe that, you know, it'll either be Turner or or uh, Sabonis, Sabonis, you know, right. who is is moved. I, I'm just saying something's not right here. And when and they got to make it, you know, they're going to have to make a decision on whether to offer Oladipo or not. He's got one year, twenty one million left. But um, but can it be? But to stop a season for three and a half months and then start up again? Come on, man, that's a lot to ask. I'm sorry, it just is. I'm I'm not doubting that, but I'm. I'm just saying, if that's the case, if he's still so concerned, I wonder if the Pacers are concerned too. You know. Well, well, um, they they can be concerned, but if it's if it's simply 
if, if it's a matter of getting over the mental hurdle of a grisly, grisly injury, I think we've seen this before and it takes time and you need to be patient. And, and I'm not sure that coming back after this situation, I, I'm not sure it is the best thing for someone who had a major, major injury and really didn't have enough time to work his way back into the kind of shape you need to be in to play. And now you're going to ask him to come back in short order play eight games and be ready for playoff basketball. That's just a big ask. I really think it is. All right. If only starting your fitness journey was as easy as starting this podcast. The truth is all the lift big, get big and beach body ready in three weeks pressure stops most of us from even starting and starting is what matters most. It's everything. Wherever you're beginning and wherever you want to be, Peloton encourages you to just start with thousands of classes to get you moving and doing what you can even if that's just a 10-minute low-impact class, they have those too. And when you're ready, take it up a gear with a 30-minute live DJ ride. Start with Peloton and find instructors that will keep you motivated to stay on your fitness journey. Learn the basics and build from there. Remember, doing something is everything. Get started with a Peloton bike or Bike Plus rental at onepeloton.com slash bike slash rentals. Terms apply. Um, so we have another player who's who's talked uh, today. Um, who's talked to, uh, who said he's on the fence and that's Bradley Beal. Right. Um, he just found out said he's unsure. Um, now Washington, John Wall is not playing, still rehabbing from Achilles. Um, that's makes perfect sense. Uh, and Davis Bertans has announced that he is, um, he is uh, not going to play. He's worried about free agency and the team supports him. Um, so if Bradley Beal, considering all that, considering two of their other best players aren't going to play, I could see why Bradley Beal's like, you know, we're in ninth place we're we're five and a half back of Orlando in, in eighth or six back of, of Brooklyn in, in seventh, you know, Bradley Beal's our, our most, one of our most valued players. He's had some injuries in the past. I can totally understand why they would be like, yeah, I don't think that we need to do that. However, the New Jersey Nets have been decimated, decimated by injury, and now, uh, unfortunately, uh, COVID um, uh, infections, and uh, and also Wilson Chandler just decided not to play. They're way down in terms of um, of uh, you know of, of their top guys, and yes, they're six games back at Brooklyn. They don't have to catch them; they have to make up two games. They make up two games, they get within four, and it triggers uh, a play-in tournament, and you get a chance to play in. Now, look, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the Washington Wizards should sell every their soul to try to make a playoff through a play-in tournament. But their circumstances and their outlook has changed in the last few days because oh, of what's nice. happened to the Nets. And, and, and I will say, I mean, like, look, are we either going to play this, we're either going to be competitive and play this for real, or we're not. But, you know man, what I'm saying? That's not true either. That's not it true. isn't true. It's half but and half. Let's, yeah, let's not act like the last couple weeks of the season is is an all in competitive situation on a consistent basis. Now, they're not I mean, in. They're not in fourteenth place. They're in ninth place. They need to make up two games over, over, over yeah, eight. So they and, they, they, and they and they cool. And they, okay, cool. They can get swept by the Bucks. Great. Awesome. Okay. Well, then, well, then, why go at all? Why have uh, Hachimura go? They don't have a choice. Yeah. You know why they're going? 
they're they're going so teams can satisfy their their uh, their local TV contracts. That's uh, that's the only reason the Wizards are going. That's the only reason the Suns, the Spurs. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the Kings really think they can make the playoffs for the first time since 1908. But I mean, come on. I'm sorry. I need to jump in and call shenanigans on Tim McMahon. What's, what? What's the point of young teams trying to make the playoffs? Isn't it all about playoff experience? You got to get reps. It's a different kind of environment. If you are the, the Wizards are a young team now. They have Hashimura. They have uh, Troy Brown. Like those are young pieces. Mo Wagner. Mo Wagner. Oh God. Okay. Well, I mean, like the point is, is Mo that Wagner had a good year this year. The, isn't, the point is for all all of these teams that are on the outside trying to get in isn't isn't that explicitly the point it doesn't matter if they get swept by the bucks or not they're they're looking for a specific right kind but of but this Andrew that is a good point for sure but this is a different environment it, it, this is a different environment that feels a little murkier every day I actually had someone tell me today they think this whole thing is starting to hang by a thread now I think it's going to happen I mean Adams Adams comments adam silver's comments were pretty clear in the time 100 interview that he did they're mm-hmm. full steam ahead knowing full well that it may not turn out the way they want and every day there's another player cephalosha's out now we're gonna i think there'll be more and so i don't think we can look at this whatever this is we, i don't think we can compare it to any other situation it's unprecedented and and we're we're absolutely ignoring by the way during this entire conversation so far the very big elephant in the room, which is COVID-19 and the possibility of contracting that and the possibility of exposing your family to it if you decide to bring your family into the bubble. We haven't even and talked by, about that yet. by the yet. way, did you see uh, FC Dallas, the soccer team, had six players test positive that tested negative before they left here? Now, right. I don't know when they contracted it, but Look, not I am, exactly a great sign. I, I'm going to say, say, me personally, I have said this Many times I've said it on national television. I probably have said it on this pod. I can't remember. I would have waited until the fall and played the two seasons on top of each other, played all playoffs and then played the two seasons on top of each other because I'm concerned about it. I think it's a very concerning situation. But the reality is from Adam Silver's lips, which he has said multiple times, including in the um, the Time magazine uh, interview this week. We have to learn to live with the virus. That is the NBA's position that they are taking. The NBA Players Union agreed to that position. And yes, it was based a decision based on money, but that is the position that they agreed to. Certainly every player can make his own choice. But look, you're either going to do this or you're not. And by the way, if the answer is you're not, fine, don't do it. But, you know, that's, you know, that, this is what I'm saying. Like the Wizards have a chance to make the playoffs. If they don't want to do it, then don't do it. But, I mean, it's, it's, it's imperative for me to point out that they have that opportunity. And I'm sure that's one of the reasons why Bradley Beal is undecided. I think if, if he didn't care and it meant nothing, he probably would have already opted out. Right. He's a competitor. I mean, I talked to him, as you guys know, I think it was two or three weeks ago now. And even then, he had some ambivalence because he was worried about, you know, minutes, injury, coming back, the COVID all of those things, all of those things were running through his mind when I spoke to him a few weeks ago. Now, as we get closer and closer to this report date and the numbers in Florida continue to spike. And, you know, I mean, one of the great ironies of this whole thing is, I, you know, I was told some time back that when the uh, that there was a, originally a plan, you know, this, Brian, for 30 teams. And the fact of the matter was they didn't think they had the space 
to, to, to manage it because they were expecting to open Disney World back up. And so they weren't going to be able to have the whole place at their disposal and all the hotel space. Well, you know, they have space now. Things are things are going the wrong way in Florida. And, and I do think that's on people's minds. And so I do think it makes everybody stop and hesitate. Now, in the end, does it make Bradley Beal not go? I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Only Bradley does. But it's understandable why everybody is publicly and privately grappling with these questions. Is it worth it? What are the risks? The answers are unanswerable because we don't know. Well, and the thing about it is, is that because of that, Jackie, the the deadlines keep shifting. First, it exactly, was, exactly. You got you to tell us by this by June twenty fifth. No, that's a soft deadline. You really got to tell us by July first. No, that's a soft deadline. But they're that's, smart to do that, don't you agree? I, am, I think. No, I understand, but I'm saying yeah. that reflects this concern. And Adam is just barreling full steam ahead. Our bubble is going to be safe. He keeps saying, um, and he is barreling full steam ahead. And he has the players mostly have full support. And so that's what's happening and, and that's what they've decided to do. Well, and, and, and he has been completely inconsistent too. And they're totally making this up as they go along because the whole, and it was, it was, it sounded great in, in March, or early April, whenever it was, when he first talked, you know, Player safety is paramount. Da, 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 da. The data, the, the, the data, the, the, not the, the data. Yeah, the one, the, the one oh, that's the it's about the money. Yeah. It's about the money, and you were hoping the numbers would go down. They are soaring now, and you're like, screw it. We're going to give it a shot. If we have to shut it down, we got to shut it down. But we're going to get, we're going to do everything we can to get paid. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that it's something that I wouldn't do if I was in his seat it's a tough seat to be in but we can also acknowledge he was completely full of crap and maybe not full of crap but at least uh give me the fancy word pollyannish early on i i just think everything changes i thought that one of the most interesting things of all the interviews today that was said was dame lillard who said man you really think all 22 teams are going to follow the rules i mean because you and i all three of us Five of us, we're all on the call today. We all know that's he's right. Because human nature has already told us that we have all broken the rules during this COVID-19 because human nature tells us we can't self-isolate for that period of time. Human nature tells us we need interaction with others. And Dame's dead on. Do you really believe that all 22 teams and everybody in their party, coaches, players, and, and everyone else included, is going to follow the letter of the law? Impossible. Mm. And he's right. It is impossible. Well, it, here's another thing that's talk about making it up as they go along, which, you know, we've talked about before. in the protocol, which <laughs> by the time we get to like August 15th, we may laugh about the protocol because right. it may just be totally thrown into the nearest lake in, in Disney um, in the protocol. And this was I, I felt a, an important thing. Um, they said, if you are diagnosed 14 days, no exercise. Um you know, I'm listening to, I think it was Nate McMillan. I can't remember if it was Nate McMillan or uh, Kevin Pritchard um, talking about Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon had tested positive, and um, they said, yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's doing yoga, he's working out, you know. And there's there's, there's a couple other guys who, uh, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's uh, there, you know, he's working out, he's feeling good. And I'm like, wait a minute, what happened to the, right, like, look, right. I, look, look, I want the guys just to be healthy. I'm not looking to be the um the tisk 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 they said 14 days it's only been 12 
I got, you know, whatever. I'm not, I'm not a doctor. I'm just saying like, we're not even there yet. And like, that's the one thing when that 14 day rule came out and I'm talking to like general managers, you know, you know, you know, the first thing they say, I don't know if they told you, you heard the same thing, either of you, but they were like, what happens if LeBron tests positive? Is he out for 14 days? I'm like, well, how is he sick or is he asymptomatic? You know, I, I don't know. Um, so I'm just saying like, you know, they're not even in the bubble yet and the rules are getting squishy. Um, even the, even the most, even the most important rule at all, which is the protocol for dealing with somebody who, who gets the virus. The NFL schedule drops this week and you can be there to catch all the action live and in person with vivid seats. Experience every touchdown, every tackle, every eye popping play of your favorite team. And to kick it off, vivid seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code hoop. That's code hoop. Download the app or visit vividseats.com today. Vivid Seats, experience it live. Yeah. Um, the, the, now, McMahon, you know, I don't know how much you follow the FC Dallas thing. So the, um, the, the teams, the MLS teams arrived in Orlando. I think the FC Dallas arrived on the 27th. So they've been there maybe five, six days. Um I just found out today they're FC Dallas and not the Dallas Burns, so I'm probably not the best expert on it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, that's the old school. Whenever they played the uh, – oh, never mind. I won't say anything. Um, that's a slight exaggeration, but I have not followed yeah. that closely, I'll All be right. honest. All right. Well, I d- didn't know if it was burning up the uh, the airways in, in Dallas. Um, it, it's unclear where those guys got sick because some of right. the players – some of the players tested positive when they arrived in Orlando, meaning they arrived sick, meaning that they flew on the plane sick. And so it's possible that those other players didn't get sick in Orlando, but they came sick. Having said that, there hasn't even been a kicked ball yet in MLS and already we have a penetration. So, and that's, you know, the hotel where they're staying at is, a couple hundred yards from where eight of the teams are staying, the NBA teams are staying. So, you know, it's obviously we are, we're going to play it by ear and we're going to go um, sort of minute to minute, day to day, like, like Jackie said, but you know, that was certainly something that um, got passed around the league today. Um, the FC Dallas made that statement and uh, I was getting texts from the executives going, look at this, look at this. Um, and it's it's funny, you know. I don't know, Jackie, if you've talked to people, but it's like, um, you know, Jerry Seinfeld had that joke that he used to say, where he said, like, when you're in the back of a taxi cab in New York City, like this guy's cutting in and out of traffic, and you know, you're looking at it like it's on TV. You're like, oh, this is interesting, you know. Meanwhile, your your life is in danger, but you're just like, yeah, whatever. Mm. He had that great bit for that, but this is kind of what I get the impression like of uh, these NBA teams. They're like this is all terrible. Like, look at what's going on in Florida. Look at what's going Mm -hmm. on everywhere else. Look at here. Look at this. Look at that. You know, uh, what about our coaches? What about, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, okay, well, is there any doubt you're going to go? No, we're going, we're going. Yeah. Well, it's like, it's like when you, you plan a wedding and then you realize, ah, I don't want to do this, but it's too late. All the guests are here. That you just got real deep. I thought you we're blissfully no. married for all these years. Now oh, I am. No, oh, no. Okay. I'm just telling you that I, I listen, I was at a wedding and my husband took the groom aside and said, you don't have to do this. And he said, but it's tomorrow. 
And, <laughs> and he shouldn't have. That's all I'm going to say. Oh, These things man. happen. You know what I mean? I, it feels a little bit to me like it's just, oh, that. Oh, I didn't know it that. It is like oh. a wedding. You know what? That is yeah. a good comparison. It is like because a wedding. Because all the guests are there and everything's paid for and everybody's looking at you and they're waiting for you to walk down the aisle. And I don't know. And so I just, I think I told you last week on the pod that I had a, spoken with a couple of coaches that were just like, I don't really want to do this, but I have to go. I mean, imagine a coach. What coach could get away with saying, I'm not going? Pop. Pop. And yeah. he's, the, and he's, that's the last thing Pop would ever do, I think. I mean, mm-hmm. I haven't spoken to Pop, but he would never like abandon his team like that. Never. Never. Uh, he would. Again, we I don't think he to- would. We can agree to disagree, and I'm just going to say let's, uh, what, let's you see think how that would? plays out. Wait, you think he would? I, I think it's harsh to say it's abandoning his team in but these that's circumstances. How, I, I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that's, I think, how he would look at it. I'm not saying that at all. I I, I look, might be wrong. I shouldn't speak for if, Pop. If God Pop knows, looks at this situation and says, I am 71 years old, we go in there with a, an extremely slim chance of even being able to, you know, to play for the, the eight seed. Why put my literally put his potentially his life on the line to try to sneak into the playoffs as an eight seed? Hey, I'm going to give, you know, my my coaching staff the opportunity to have to, you know, run the show for the eight seeding games and see what happens. And, you know, that's not how Pop rolls. Ca- I'm just that's saying, not how you know what? It's not how he I, rolls. And you, you might be right, but if, if I'm in his, if I'm in his shoes, that's the way I'm rolling on this. Okay. Point. But, but that's a whole different discussion. I'm just talking about this guy who uh, just, I mean, if, if that happens, I'll be stunned. Well, look, you know, stunned. We I've known that know. guy a long time. I've known Pop a long time. And I, I can't even imagine that. But frankly, not, it maybe, this is not about toughness. It's that, and if anybody I'm would not, criticize him for that, that'd be insane. No, no, no. I'm not. We don't know what are his doctors telling him. If his doctors are saying, "Pop, this is not a good idea for you," then there's no way he should go. Yeah, no. but he's healthy, man. I mean, it could be taken out of his 71 hands. Seventy-one years old. It could I be taken out of his hands problem. because, you know, now you had a, you had a, I don't know if you wrote a story about it. Or it was just a tweet. No, he wrote um, a story about it. It was a good story. Okay, I just saw the tweet. Uh, you want to uh, brief what Rick Carlisle told you, uh, McMahon? Yeah, so, and this was Rick on his little Zoom availability. Obviously, he's president of the Coaches Association. So I said, hey, what's the latest uh, from the league in terms of, you know, whether they're going to allow the over 65 coaches, assistants and head coaches, to you know, be in the bubble to, to, if they are to be on the bench. And, and Rick says that they have received assurances that coaches will not be excluded based on age alone. Now, all coaches, all staffers, all players, they will have to go through stringent medical screening. And if they're that's already, flag, that's in, that's in progress, right? right. If, if they're red flag based on that, then that that's one thing. But what Rick has said is they will not be red flagged just because of age. It would have to be a medical, uh, you know, the medical screening would have to classify them as high risk. You can't just say, well, Alvin Gentry is 65, Mike D'Antoni is 69, Greg Popovich is 71, boom, they're off the list. Um, 
age alone won't won't be it. And then I asked Antonio about it, and I said, you know, what have you heard from the league? He said crickets and laughed. And then he said he's maybe they're trying to call him, but he's not answering his phone. Kind of classic D'Antoni making a joke about it. But D'Antoni, you know, he reiterated that uh, he feels comfortable with it. That he does not think he will be red flagged based on you know the the feedback he's received from. Uh, I don't know if it's the team doctor's personal doctor or both, but based on that medical feedback, and then he fully intends and expects to be coaching the Rockets from the bench as usual. Well, again, according to the protocol, which there's already some cracks forming, your team physician has to say, okay, mm-hmm. team physician can flag. This goes for players too. I mean, it's, Far as I know, there's been no players flagged, but you know the guys aren't in Orlando yet. Um, then you have then there's a, a panel, I believe, of three uh, medical experts. I don't think they necessarily were termed doctors, although I assume that they are um, that can review it, and then they have to say thumbs up too. So, you know, but here's they have to say thumbs up too. But let's just play along. Let's say Coach X is told you're not healthy enough, you can't come. What do you think is going to happen? Well, that's why it's it's important for Carlisle and the league to say that it's not based on age alone, because then that would right. potentially open up All to right, a but let's, let's say this guy's 52 and he wants to play. He wants to go anyway. How do you stop him? That's a good question. And there is an answer to that. He signs the thickest waiver you could possibly imagine. Yeah. So my point is, and so he signs a waiver, and then what? Then he goes. It's Yes, know. but, you know, <laughs> these medical experts aren't there by accident, you know. Yeah, but and so there's a big question about the medical experts, too. Are they independent medical experts? Allegedly. Because allegedly is right, because many of these coaches have their doubts. Well, it's Just not saying. like the league is trying to screw a team over. If they no, they, I understand. I, look, I understand. People. I understand what they're trying to do, and it's admirable, but it's also problematic. Just like everything else with this, Brian. I'm not saying that what they're doing is wrong, but it's you know what. Like, so here's the other thing I was thinking about, and again, this is conjecture on my part. But we had this, you know, when I was doing all my work on ment- on the research on mental health, one of the things that became a sticking point was that players did not want their owners and teams to know the extent of their mental health issues. They felt like that was confidential and the team shouldn't have the right to know that. Okay. Right. They are right. But there was some pushback, as you know, some initial pushback. Now, same thing with the wearables. Many players feel like, I don't want to put one of those on. Suppose I have a heart condition. Now, suppose I have a heart condition that I'm controlling on my own. I don't want my team to know about it. What if I'm a free agent? Then the whole league will know about that. I don't want mm-hmm. that. So just just follow along with me. If we're going to do these stringent medical screenings ahead of this Orlando bubble, what if I have a heart condition that I've been managing and been playing very successfully in the NBA for a number of years? Then what? Then what happens? Oh, he has a medical, he has a heart condition. Well, this, this is what Warren Legary, D'Antoni's agent, told Woj, right? Uh, McMahon, he basically said, you know, if you say that he's susceptible, you potentially, if we're going to have to live yeah. with COVID. No, he told me that in my story. That was my oh, story. Oh, this is your story, Jackie. I'm so sorry. Yeah, we mm-hmm. talked about that. People confuse Adrian and I all the time. <laughs> <laughs> can they you just imagine not. in February, Jackie, when you or I were at the All-Star Game, can you imagine if on July 1st, 
I told you we're going to do a podcast on July 1st. Of course we are. It's the first day of free agency. We're going to talk right. about Anthony Davis. Blah, blah. No, right. we're going to be talking about coaches, um, medical panels. Uh, to get, I mean, it's just. Oh, but it's I'm just, just trying to. Crazy. I'm just trying to set the scene for the fact that there's some privacy issues here on top of everything else. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. And that's the thing about this um, about this wearable. So I was reading a story about this guy on the PGA Tour who um, discovered that he – so, so yes, yeah, so, so your point is you don't want teams to have data that could be used against you, whether it's about exactly. your mental health or about your physical. Right. But I'm reading a story about this guy on the PGA Tour who um, – he wears one. It's it's called Whoop. It's actually I think several you know NBA players have worn it over the years. It's a it's a wearable. It's a bracelet. You know, like any other thing. And he said he just knows because he's worn the bracelet for months that he, when he sleeps overnight, he takes fourteen breaths a minute. And he woke up last week when he was at the tournament in Connecticut, and he didn't take fourteen breaths over overnight. He took eighteen breaths a minute. And that information led him to, to say, I wonder if something going on with my lungs to let him get tested. He tested positive. Um, he had tested a couple of days earlier and was negative. I don't know how often they're testing on the tour, but he would, he was cleared to play. And um, I think he had actually played in one round, if I'm not mistaken. And so he pulled out. And then a couple other people who he had contact with also pulled out. But like that, like right there, like, I, like I'm not saying that, all of this works so that there's there's huge evidence, but that is an anecdotal case where that bracelet told him something that that, that couldn't be told to him by the testing. There was a gap and, and that bracelet caught it. If you read that story and you are involved with the NBA, you're saying, put on that ring, put on that bracelet, you know. But as you said, it's a very legitimate reason why somebody would not want people to know and to have access. And they could say to you, oh no, 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 we're not gonna know you know, that uh, you land a little harder on your left foot than your right and have an 11% increase in a, of a torn ACL. Like, but, but how do you know that? I mean, that's the, well, that's, that's the, the thing. thing. And, and you know, as well as I do that it's so interesting when you talk to coaches, especially because in today's NBA, you have 3000 people working for your team. And, and very often you, when you talk to coaches about it, those people are actually at odds with what should be going on with your player. If you have a player who's who's in a slump, for instance, there's the old school strength and conditioning guys that say, you got to work, get him in the weight room. He's got he's to be more conditioned. He's got to be better conditioned. He's weak. And then you have the new guys, the new mental health guys, and some of the other, um, what do you call them, soft tissue guys that say, no, he needs a couple days off very well paid, very, very skilled in what they do, but they're giving you conflicting data based on what their background is. It's complicated. Yeah. Just want to play basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. But, but this is, um, I know it's tough. We just, we can't, we just can't get there. I don't know. We're, 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 we're a month away. We're 29 days away or whatever it is. And 
think I think if we get there and the bubble gets established, I think this has got a real chance. But it's it's every single day is a is a new thing pops up, and we're not even close yet. They're not even in Orlando. Yeah, um, but I will say this: a couple of teams. I think Brett Brown said this today that Philly, everybody tested negative, mm. and um, and they're in and they're and they're okay and they're going to be protected and everybody's healthy. Ben Simmons declared he's a hundred percent, and in theory, they are headed to the bubble a hundred percent. You know, like we focus on the concerning places, but there's there's positives out there. There's um, you know, people that have, that have done this and look, they, the, in European soccer, the bubbles are holding in, in China, the, the bubble is holding. Um, or so we think, well, <laughs> I'm you such think, a doomsday person. Sorry. I'll be better. You think the rules are draconian in, uh, you know, you know, I, I think it was, I was, it was Dame who talked about, um, you know, she should see the rules for the Chinese league. Um, those folks are not, they're literally not allowed to leave their hotel room. They're, they're only allowed to leave their hotel room to go to the gym. That's it. No players lounge at the, for the CBA. But uh, it is interesting that the players, like I know that a lot of people have gotten uh, focused on this, uh, this tip line, you know, this, what was the snitch line or whatever. Love that. Um, but the players, numerous players are voicing concern, not, about the cases in Florida, although certainly that is a concern. You're concerned about their fellow players. They don't trust their fellow players. Um, and I appreciate the honesty. I appreciate them saying that this is, this is going to be a real challenge. So, You can now stream the most MLB games on DirecTV without a satellite dish. Yes, catch the clutch hitch, strikeouts, grand salamis, web gems with nothing on your roof. So who's ever up there, whether it's the roofers, Santa, birds, old-timey chimney sweeps, moody teenagers, thrill-seeking raccoons, you name it, they won't find a satellite dish. But you will find your MLB games on DirecTV. That means DirecTV is your home for baseball this season. Root, root, root with nothing on your roof. Yes, stream your team. Call 1-800-DIRECTV or visit DirecTV.com. Sign up today. Claim based on total games carried on sports networks. Sports availability varies by zip code and requires choice package. All right, who of us would sneak out? Let's just be real. So we got a group Man. of NBA reporters. Okay, okay. Well, now, see, come on now, Wendy. That's unnecessary. Why are you going to throw me out there? You're denying that you would be the most likely? I'm a rule follower. I get I mean, fun you, of my you're in bed by, yeah, like, you, there's no question. You. I mean, of us three, okay, fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll take that hit. A younger me may have joined you, McMahon. A younger me would have been putting the ruler in the window as you climbed through. <laughs> it, 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 it would be back like to my uh, my high school days when I used to sneak out my second story window. So my kids, I just found this out. Your kids aren't old enough yet. My son just informed me the other night over a glass of something, which is just a whole trip in the half when you get to have cocktails with your kids. That he used to sneak out. He would come in on the weekend. We'd be home. He'd say, oh, good night. We'd go to bed because he was home. So we're like, oh, thank goodness. Now we can go to bed. We'd go to bed, fall asleep, and he'd sneak back out. I feel so duped. And get in a car and you wouldn't know that the car was gone? Well, sometimes he'd walk to his friends or sometimes there'd be a car waiting up the street. And Oh, goodness. I'm a lousy parent. I thought I was a good one. What are you going to do? 
Doug, Doug was, I thought he was such a good Doug. at tissues. Oh, no, I never said that. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, I learn a little more every day from my adult. I, I just don't know what the mechanics, you know, this is not like sneaking out the window. You know, you have to go through the hotel lobby. Um, like, I don't, I, I don't know what the mechanics of sneaking out are going to be. Is, is hey. Rapunzel a Disney? Uh, <laughs> oh, very good. Hey, remember, Theo Epstein snuck out of Fenway Park in a gorilla suit, and it worked. That really yeah, happened. I've, I've never heard that story. Oh, yeah. He was trying. It was when he was leaving, and he didn't want to talk to the media, and he, he, he put on a gorilla suit and walked right past them all. Why? Why was a gorilla suit not something that took notice? Why would anybody just walk in the gorilla suit and be like, oh, that's just a gorilla over there? What's well, the... I mean, who knows? It's Fenway Park. It's Boston. Things happen. That's a true story. I never Look heard that. But okay. I mean, like, th that. this is the stuff that we're really going to want. Because, it, you know, so in the protocol buried in there, and I haven't heard anything about this, buried in there, there is a provision that says that a documentary film crew uh, employed by the union can come in. Now, I don't know if that crew is actually going to happen, if they're actually going to make that documentary. And if they do make the documentary, I wonder if that will be allowed or if it's all going to be, Oh, this is, you know, we had, um, we had Shirley temples and, uh, and steak tonight, you know? Um, but that's going to be the stories that come out afterward about the potential um, espionage, that will be amazing because um, we'll get it's them not in like 25 years. You know, the next time there's a pandemic, apparently, like yeah. the last dance. Right. But think <laughs> about it. Think about it. I want to go out. I want to go out. And I've seen this security guard every night. He's there every night. Hey, Jim, how you doing? Good to see you, man. Yeah, good to see you. Here's 20 grand. Just look the other way. I'll be back in the morning. I don't think it'll take 20 grand. Well, whatever. A lot less than that. Here's a um, bottle of here's a bottle of Sincaro tequila, and an autographed ball and tickets for side seats from for 2025 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like I said, I think it's going to be money talks. There, there, there's yeah. it's just it's there's no. I mean, they're going to do the best they can, and I really I do believe I do agree with Adam. If you can just get everybody there and get them in this environment. I do agree that they have a much better chance of succeeding than if they're walking around their towns and cities and going to the grocery store and picking up napkins at home goods. I agree with you. Know, that's the other thing Dan Tony said. He's like, you're going to keep me out of a safe environment. Like let me get the hell out of Houston and go to a bubble. Right. Well, I think it's interesting that something that Adam said, and I, you know, I'd love to ask a follow-up on this, but he said in that interview at time, you know, they asked him a really good question. I applaud the interviewer for asking him, are you going to go to the bubble, Adam? And uh, he said, I'll, I'll go in and out. Uh, I'll mm. be there for a while. And he said, I have, he, this was his quote, there's a back door that I can use. What does that mean? Exactly. Um, so They like, didn't ask? They didn't follow up? I missed that part of the interview. Wow. Yes. Um, maybe I should find it and read it specifically to you to make sure that I have it right. But um, He's going to be in the, the tier that allows him to go in and out. He's not going to be in the contact he's the tier place. two yeah okay um i want to read I, andrew i i assume that that was correct that he will be in tier two but the way he said it was interesting oh yeah it was very um, vague but i'm um, the let, let, let me read it let me read exactly what he said um 
Here's a question from Sean Gregory from Time Magazine. Adam, will you be spending the entire restarted NBA season in the Orlando bubble? Adam, I will not. We have an arrangement there where I'll just call it a backdoor into the campus where you can almost think of it as different tiers of protection, which is true. That makes total sense. We've all read about that. That the people immediately around the players, certainly anyone who is going to be playing, is going to be or who's going to be on the court with them or a referee, coach, or trainer, um, will follow a certain protocol in terms of daily testing and protection. We got that. That's the primary bubble, everything we got that. But then there are a group of us who will be able to come in into the community, get tested when we come into the community, but essentially remain far more than 10 feet away from the players and therefore to become in and out. Okay, that's fine. That sounds like the secondary bubble, except for the secondary bubble, there isn't any testing. Well, and they're not, and they're they're going to be a lot further away than ten feet, right? So maybe he just misspoke. That's why I said, like, that's why I would like I have a follow up. But um, I, I'm I'm not sure. I'm sure Mike Bass, who is is a, a senior vice president of PR for the for the league or whatever his title is, uh, high up in the league. I'm sure when he heard Adam say, "I'll just call it a backdoor to campus," I'm sure the Bass uh, grimaced because I'm sure that that because the thing about it is is the players are sitting there saying, now, wait a minute. Uh, we're in this iron dome. We can't leave. Nobody can come see us. And you're going to come in and out through a back door. What are you, what are you talking about a back door? Where's this back door? Uh, yeah, I was going to say, they're trying how to do I get a key? <laughs> how do I get yeah. a key? The back door leads to a waiting um, uh, escalade. That's going to, that's what I think is going to move around the Disney campus. Um, um, all right. Well, uh, thank you. Listen to collective. We, uh, we shall see where the next few days takes us. Jackie, thank you for uh, everything, and I hope you enjoy some time with your family. Thank you. And we'll talk to you soon. McMahon, this is the same. Thank you. Thank you to Andrew Hahn. I always appreciate when he comes in to challenge McMahon. Extra points for Andrew. Oh. And Troy Farkas back in Connecticut. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah.